welcome back to the Sport Life Balance podcast. Today we have Brant Edlin joining us from Calgary and it was a really fun conversation with Brant. Really got to hear his passion for sport come through and he walked us through his journey of being a competitive athlete, competing at, at the university level and then transitioning into a career where he believes that sport had a significant impact on him transitioning and excelling into that career. And then we talked about his experience volunteering with kids sport and the impact that that has had on him and his family. So hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Three, two, one. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. So let's dive in here. Um, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for joining me and, and being willing to share about your journey, your experiences, volunteering, sports. It's uh, it's a cool chance. So um, why don't you start by just telling us a bit about yourself and your sports journey growing up? Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thanks for, for having me on. Um, my journey is kind of all over the place, I guess. So grew up uh, on a farm younger, and then my parents decided they didn't want to be farmers anymore. So they actually moved us down to the States. So wow. my dad went to school down there to start a career. And we kind of Right from the get-go, we were all into basketball, baseball, football, soccer. It was just kind of, it was no directive. It was just kind of go in, have fun, do what you love to do. So there's mm-hmm. videos of me having a basketball hoop, like hanging on a kitchen cupboard, and I'd be two years old running around just like smashing dunks, and I would be in there for hours and hours, and that's just all I would do. <laughs> cool. Um, and then as I grew up, so I, I have an older brother and older sister. Um, they both played university basketball. My mom and d- mom played university volleyball. Dad played university basketball. Um, mm-hmm. And growing up, I kind of just touched on everything. It was soccer for a long time. Then it was baseball, then basketball. And then I'm tall now, but I wasn't tall at the time. I was trying to make sports, so actually got cut from the basketball team when I was in oh, middle school, early high school. And I was so defeated after that because everyone in my family had played basketball. And mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> one of those things. But then I, uh, I got turned on to tennis after that. And for whatever reason, just like absolutely loved tennis. It was just became mm-hmm. my sport, my passion, and that's all I wanted to do. So uh, mm-hmm. from there... Um, graduated high school, went over actually and lived in Ireland for two years after that, uh, played some tennis there and then came back and went to University of Calgary and played tennis at the University of Calgary. So, wow. uh, Yeah, that's very much the journey. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, very unique and impactful experiences along that, along that path, like getting to travel, even to be in Ireland for a couple of years, you were there to compete. Like to play uh, it was it wasn't necessarily to compete. No, I joined a club there, so it was okay. it was more still for fun. But okay. uh, got to play at a higher level. Got to play on grass courts and clay courts that I'd never played on before. Some kid living in the mountains, always used to hard courts or indoor or whatever, and so that was an, an adjustment for sure. But cool. yeah, it was just cool how it. Uh, that was actually kind of my way in of making friends and stuff over there, right? Like showing showing people that you wanted to play and you'd yeah. go and play with them and then they'd invite you to go do other things. And yeah, mm. that's kind of how I developed friendships over there. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I know firsthand too, like the experience, like when you get to do some, a sport together, you know, you have the opportunity to, to form a deep friendship relationship with, with your, um, your teammates or even those that you're competing against in individual sports. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So what was it like playing a different sport? You kind of mentioned like, you know, basketball was, was kind of the family sport and it was, it was a bit, you know, it was pretty impactful, maybe a tough time when you got cut from the basketball team, but what was it like to play a different sport from them? And, you know, do, do you think your parents really wanted you in basketball or was that just kind of natural that you gravitated that way? No, I don't think they, they were always really good. They didn't necessarily want us in any individual sport. It was just kind of you, you take the reins and whatever you're passionate about. So it was cool at the time. I felt like, oh, this is devastating, but it didn't matter to them. And hmm. what mattered is that I was able to find something that I found as mine. And the way I see it after kind of reflecting and is it was, it was cooler that I took my own route, right. Better that I yeah. now have that passion. Cause you don't, you don't meet a lot of people in Canada that are like, you play like university tennis. Like that doesn't happen very often. So, right. you know, I just can't help but like ask her, like wonder, like, you know, both your parents play university sports and their three kids all play university level sport. Like that's not an easy, you know, high performance level to get to necessarily. Um, but it sounds like your parents didn't push you. Yeah. You know, did it's, they? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what, what, like what, if, if you're kind of getting out, like what's a seeker, like what, what do you think it is that that gets it's hard to say man i don't know if it's just like pure luck or we saw what it did for our parents and the joy that it brought them so that's what we wanted to do but then i don't know i think it was more of like a do it because you have fun do it because you are passionate about it and and just them mm -hmm. kind of showing passion and, and having fun doing sports is, is mm -hmm. what really drove us to want to keep playing. And then the passion is what, what keeps you going and bringing you to a higher level. I think. Yeah. That's very, very well said. I, yeah, that that's kind of what I was getting at. It's like, yeah, what, what, what was the secret? But it sounds like honestly, it was just this authentic, um, you know, passion or love of, of the games that, that they played and that kind of translated down to you guys and, you able they encourage you probably to follow your passion yeah yeah yep. for sure there was uh we owned a ping pong table that we had in our our garage living down in the states and and my dad was never wanted to get into tennis or anything and he it just wasn't his sport but for whatever reason he loved ping pong and ping pong became kind of our thing that we did together and we would do that for hours and that was just another thing that just kind of took the racket sport to another level, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No doubt that probably uh, some of those skills of like holding a racket or no understanding spin or like different things like that maybe translated into some of the skills of tennis. For sure. I think it did. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cause uh, my wife, she's a volleyball player. And when I take her out to play tennis, which is a pretty foreign sport to her, she grew up volleyball curling like that kind of thing 
when I put like any sort of spin on the ball, I don't even really like intend to for her, but it was just like the way that it bounces. She's not used to balls bouncing and having to react, right? Like it's such a foreign concept to her. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She might get it a little bit, a float serve versus an attack serve, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. But a little different in, in tennis. Once the ball hits the ground, the game's over for her. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. So you mentioned when we chatted before, like how um, you feel like your experience with sport really helped you to to find and essentially thrive in in a career. So, like your your life after sports. Do you mind yeah. sharing a bit about like, yeah, what was that like for you? The transition from sport to to career. No, for sure. After uh, after university, I kind of wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. I hadn't found the passion in life, I guess you say, for like a work career. So I actually spent a year over in Australia and had a friend there that was interested in firefighting. And I was like, for whatever reason, it was kind of like a light bulb. Um, so when I came back, it was kind of full throttle on that, going to school, figure out what I have to do. And I think what drew me to that and firefighting in general is just, you get kind of built up as a team. Like I know I played tennis, but I always played doubles. So you had a partner and stuff and basketball, you're on a team and just that team kind of mentality where you're working together for, with a common goal to kind of figure out challenges, I guess. And, and there was just something about firefighting that spoke to me in that you're learning new stuff every day you're always challenged you're not necessarily just kind of sit and do the same monotonous thing over and over you work with people constantly that are your second family so um i think sports and and learning the things that i learned from sports 100 percent kind of yeah allowed me to kind of transition into the career that i have so Super, yeah. super grateful for that. And I'll, I'll always be grateful for sports for yeah. what they taught me to bring me to where I am. So, yeah, for sure. Um, forgive my ignorance in this, but in my experience, I, it seems like there's a lot of firefighters that come into the, that career through like the trades or more like hands-on stuff. Like what did you take in university and, and was it a normal career path for you to go into firefighting after that? No, no, it wasn't. So I actually um, started off in university with general studies and I was originally interested in like urban studies, like city planning. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, took kind of a, <laughs> took kind of a different direction for sure. Cause I just, I know I realized that um, I wanted to serve. I wanted to uh, do things for other people and, and that just seemed like a better route for me. So yeah. I didn't necessarily need university to get there, but um, right. I definitely had to change change directions to figure out the path for sure. I had to go to a separate schooling, right, just for yep. firefighting in general. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then do you think, like, your sport experience in university or in life, I guess, like, do you think that was a contributing factor for, like, the reason they picked you because isn't firefighting pretty competitive to get into at times as well? Super competitive. So, um, 
when I was hired, there was like a hundred applicants and two people got chosen for the wow. job. And that's, that's pretty common everywhere mm-hmm. you go. So it, it took a lot of time though, right? It wasn't like I just got out of university and I was able to get my courses and, and walk in the door and get a job. Like it took me probably mm-hmm. six or seven years of, of trying and failing. And yeah, I think, I think sports had a big part to do with that, that just because you fail or you lose a game doesn't mean you give up and quit, right? You just keep going. So, yeah. 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 That's powerful. Yeah. So, okay. So you, you know, you go through competing, playing tennis university. Now you transition into uh, this career as a firefighting. Obviously it's a, you know, like you said, six or seven years of trying, now you're in it and, and enjoying that. Or let me ask this way. Yeah. Have you stayed involved in sport ever since you kind of stopped competing? It's been a lot harder, especially with kids and stuff. Um, mostly now is kind of, I uh, will play on like a rec league softball team or something like that. Me and my wife played on a, a rec league volleyball team together, which was kind of awesome. Uh, and then I'm super lucky cause I have a wife that plays and is quite good at golf. So we can do that together. Uh, so we do that together. Uh, we both enjoy skiing, snowboarding. Uh, but you know, again, with kids makes it a little trickier to get out. But as far as tennis, like I said, it's, it is quite hard to find people to play with that, that kind of have played at the same level. Not that it doesn't exist, but it, it is a little bit more challenging. So. I've kind of put tennis on the back burner a bit and I'll play with my mom in the summertime and my wife on occasion, but not really in a competitive way. Right. So then when did this, um, kind of transition from being a sports like, um, participant to being a volunteer with kids sport, when did that happen for you? That's a good question. So that was, uh, 2018. My wife had, had actually started on the board. Uh, and they were looking for people and she was like, you should do it with us. And I said, absolutely. <laughs> like that just makes so much sense. Why, why wouldn't I? Uh, so yeah, I've been, been helping out there ever since. And yeah, it was the wife that got me into it. Um, but really it, it just aligned perfectly with kind of how I was raised, what I do for a job and being able to want to give back to um, something and a purpose that, that kind of meant so much to me and, and really helped develop who I am as a person. That's so good. So how did your wife get involved? And, and it's pretty unique that you guys get to, you know, volunteer together, uh, often it sounds like. So that's, that's pretty cool. Can you tell us a bit about that? And also, yeah, just like, how did she get involved and, how do you guys contribute right now? Like you're both board members, I believe, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So I think how she got involved was, I want to say it was two ways. The The president at the time was into curling as well. And I think that's where that connection went. Cause she always plays still in a ladies curling league uh, every Wednesday. So she got connected that way. And then also I think it was the original guy that brought, um, uh, kid sport to Oaktoaks and they started the Oaktoaks chapter. Um, he was big into basketball and knew Hannah's family quite well. 
their family friends. And so I think he might've kind of dipped a little bit of suggestion there that she should, she should give back. And she's kind of in the same boat as me. It's kind of, she's a teacher now. And I think a lot of her sports careers kind of brought her to where she is today. So she has the same kind of reasons as me that we align that makes sense to give back to. Yeah. And what's it like being on the same, you know, being able to, to volunteer together with your wife in something you're both passionate about? Has that been, um, has, has there been some unique like experiences or like memories that have come out of that? It's been pretty cool, actually. Um, generally, when we have our meetings where the kids are at right now, we'll have to alternate who goes to meetings just because it's around the kids' bedtime, you know, I'm sure you understand. But yeah. I would say one of the coolest parts is that we were able to go to that that Jasper uh, Kids Sport Conference uh, two years ago or whatever that was, and hmm. just to experience that together and come back and have all these ideas together be able to talk about it the whole drive home and be like, hmm. oh, what could we do to change or what could we do to make things better? And just to both kind of have the wheels turning and firing at the same yeah. same RPM, I guess you'd say. Yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a very cool memory, and just to come back and even there was a, a keynote speaker. I think she was a um, an Olympic athlete, and she put on this video, and it was just one of those videos that just like just gets you, just tugs at the heartstrings. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's so cool that you guys can have that shared experience and be at the same level, same you know reasons for wanting to be involved, and you know that's that's a pretty meaningful, um, you know, meaningful life that you guys are building together where you can Absolutely. both contribute. That's really, really special. So any other success stories? Like that was kind of like your personal, like, you know, this is a memory that you have you and your wife and, and the experience that you got, but any success stories from the chapter in Okotoks that you could share with us? Yeah. I mean, we, we've gotten, um, quite a few testimonials obviously from parents just emailing back and um i do i do have one i was thinking about mm. in general and it was just from a, a young boy that got into hockey and he struggles pretty badly socially and having kind of severe adhd and impulse regulation stuff and uh his mom just kind of sent an email and she said he's become more attentive he's learned the value of working with others as a team the practices have given him structure, which kind of helps him regulate. You see his self-confidence improve by leaps and bounds, and it's helped their family bond together too. So like, wow. just hearing things like that is like, okay, this is cool. Like yeah. you do this for a reason and it matters to people. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. That's That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we know the benefit and like, yeah, hearing a testimonial like that, like, it's just, it's so clear the impact that this can have on, on, a, on a person, on a child, on a family, community, you know, the, the ripple effect is huge, right? Yeah. Um, do you have any advice or any insights you could share on like, maybe how to get into that, get their, how families can, can get their kids into these sports and... Even if, yeah, even if finances are tight. Yeah. I, I still think like a great route to start is always with school sports, right? It's, it's cheaper. 
uh, and Kidsport does support funding school sports. So it doesn't necessarily need to be a club program, right? The club programs, uh, what, what I do is like the funding stuff. So I see all the applications and the cost for sports these days is like going up and up. And I'm like, I think to myself, I was like, how am I going to afford to put my kids in sports? Like, it's crazy. So I still think uh, going the route of kind of school sports to at least like get their foot in the door, let them get exposed to whatever they want. And then if they do develop a passion, um, places like Kidsport and even Jumpstart, like we're, we're not competing right. organizations. We're all serving the same purpose. So I yeah. think just just keeping an eye out for the places that, that can help. But yeah. yeah, just even just getting that exposure and seeing what it does for them is, is the best way to start. That's great. And I, I love, I, we kind of talked about this. You mentioned this earlier, like how the, really it was your parents' passion for sport that kind of spilled over into, into you and your siblings. And, you know, that kind of encouraged you to keep pursuing and playing and kind of develop your own passion for sports. So I'm wondering yeah. if this answer is going to be a bit related to that, but like, do you think it's possible to, to be a high performance athlete and like compete at a high level? Um, even if your family doesn't have a lot of money, yeah, hundred um, percent. Because yeah, like we kind of touched on it, but we we were one of those families. We we didn't grow up with a, a ton of money, and I think the the using school sports, like I, like I talked about, as kind of your avenue to get exposure and get started and see where the passion lies. Mm -hmm. uh, there's always going to be the sports that are cheaper than others, for sure. Um, I think tennis was one of them because where we lived, it was like tennis courts. You just need your racket and balls and someone to play with, or even a, a wall against the fence or something. And you could go out and, and play for free. Right. But um, I know, I know things are changing a bit and things are getting more expensive and costing more, but um, I, I do think that there's still possibility. It's just kind of about, getting the exposure and trying to ignite the passion and help fuel the passion the best you can, whether that's you playing with your own kids or always going out and throwing a ball with them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think that's, that's a great, great place to start. Like you said, the, the, you know, find the avenues that are cheap, the school sports, stuff like that. But then also there's so much we can do as parents and, you know, we don't have to be a, you don't have to be a former professional athlete to, to throw a ball with your kid and, no. uh, you know, teach them the little things that you may know or may have picked up or watch a YouTube video with them, right? Like there's totally. so many ways you can learn uh, watching sports with your kids. Like that's it's pretty cool what, what can be done. So, oh, that's awesome, Brent. So any, um, any parting words, anything else you'd like to share with our audience here as we wrap up? Uh, let's see. No pressure if you don't have anything. <laughs> oh, good. No, I would just say, you know, if you're if you're not sure, you don't have the answer yourself. There's always somebody with an answer, right? Just don't take no for an answer, and try and find try and find your solution, right? If it if it's a money thing, if it's just not sure what avenue would serve your kid best, just reach out. There's always people to help. Look, looked at places like Kidsport, look for places like Jumpstart, 
and just ask mm -hmm. those questions um, yeah. because the people in those organizations care. They care about um, just the success of kids or the success of whoever. So uh, there's always going to be people. You just need to ask the right questions and find the right person to ask. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you for that. Oh, Brad, this has been awesome. Um, thank you so much for sharing your your kind of your story with us and your insights and um, yeah, really really fun chat with you. Yeah, you as well, Chris. Awesome. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Sport Life Balance Podcast. We hope this episode inspired and encouraged you as you navigate the demands of sport and life. Be sure to subscribe anywhere you listen and leave us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. You can also find us and follow along on Instagram at The Sport Life Balance. Until next time, wishing you all the best in your sports journey.